This is Weekly Dose of Wellness, brought to you by Memorial Care Health System. Here's Deborah Howell. Welcome to the show. I'm Deborah Howell, and today we'll find out why severe asthma takes more than just standard treatments to manage, and take a look at some new treatments available to our children. Our guest is Dr. Vincent Devlin, a pediatric and adult allergist immunologist. He provides allergy and immunology inpatient and outpatient services at both Miller Children's and Women's and Long Beach Medical Center. Welcome, Dr. Devlin. Thanks so much for having me. So great to have you on the podcast today. First of all, how do you categorize asthma as being severe? That's a great question. So for adults, Asthma can be categorized as severe as a product of the person's impairment or lung function. So we look at their lung function with a pulmonary function test and can categorize the amount of obstruction or impairment as mild, moderate, or severe. With children, it can be a little more difficult because sometimes they can't perform the same spirometric maneuvers that adults can as easily. So we have to categorize their asthma a little bit differently. Sometimes we look at their asthma as an effect of how much it's impairing their daily life, how many times they require a rescue medication or albuterol, how many times they're waking up at night, and how many doses of oral corticosteroids or prednisone they've received. Just for those who might not know what spirometry is, maybe you could uh, just address that? Of course. Spirometry is a test that's done in a doctor's office. It can be done in a respiratory lab in a hospital or even with some devices in an outpatient setting in a physician's office. And it's basically a machine that measures the amount of air that you can blow out in about six or seven seconds, and then also the amount of air that you blew out in the first second of that time period. And that information helps us to understand better about what's going on inside your lungs at the time. Perfect. And you're saying that children are not as adept at that? Yeah. Unfortunately, if a, a child is four or five or six, it's really difficult to help them to understand that they need to blow out for this amount of time and things of that nature. So as they get a little bit older, around eight or nine or 10, generally they can start to perform these maneuvers and provide us with that valuable data. But prior to that, usually they are not able to. Understood. So what are some reasons a child may have severe or poorly controlled asthma? That's a great question, and there's many answers to that. One of the reasons for poorly controlled asthma is poorly controlled allergies. So oftentimes if a child's upper airway where the allergies are taking place is poorly controlled, that can affect the lower airway where the asthma is taking place. Beyond that, there are reasons that include medication compliance, inability to get medications, as well as sometimes patients have a large degree of allergic inflammation. So there's many reasons why a patient can have severe or poorly controlled asthma. And are there certain symptoms that parents should look for that may indicate their child has more severe asthma? So if a child is unable to perform the same tasks as another child of his or her age, meaning they get tired more easily in PE class or they're not able to run around at home or in the park with peers of their similar age, that's something that should make a parent think that their child may be suffering from some difficulty with breathing during those tasks. Beyond that, if a child is chronically coughing, especially at night, or a child is waking up at night breathless, those are reasons that a parent should come and seek the care of a pulmonologist or an allergist. And a lot of people wonder, how do allergies affect a child who has asthma? 
Yeah, so in a few different ways. Allergic rhinitis is obviously very common and throughout the different seasons as the amounts of pollen change as well as the perennial allergens, including things like dust, cat dander and dog dander, cockroach and molds, kind of ebb and flow, they can actually exacerbate the upper airway, which can in turn exacerbate the lower airway. Beyond that, patients who have food allergies can sometimes wheeze if they ingest one of the foods that they're allergic to. Now the good news. Miller Children's and Women's has a severe asthma clinic. What is unique about the care offered in this clinic, doctor? Miller Children's and Women's created our severe asthma clinic last year in order to help address the patients who are at the highest level of need for their respiratory issues. We're able to address both the allergic component of their severe asthma as well as have them see a pulmonary doctor. They are also able to perform in-office spirometry or that pulmonary function test that we had discussed earlier at that same visit. They are seen by a clinical pharmacist as well that helps deal with medication access and medication compliance issues as well as we have a child life expert there to help the children better understand their disease and to feel more comfortable. So it's really a multidisciplinary approach and we're able to address all the potential triggers of severe asthma and definitely have better outcomes because of that. And I understand there are some new treatments available to help children with severe asthma. Can you tell us about these treatments? Yeah, there's some treatments that some have been around for a few years and some are quite new, and they generally address the allergic inflammation portion of asthma. These medications are called biologics, and they are medications that are specific to treating allergic inflammation, and they don't have the same deleterious or bad side effects that medications like systemic corticosteroids or prednisone do. Because they're able to address specifically allergic inflammation without having the side effects of prednisone, they seem to be more well tolerated and we don't have to worry about some of the deleterious side effects of that medication. These medications include medications like Zolaire, Facenra, Nucala, Dupixent, and Syncare. And they all work a little bit differently, but they all tend to help to downregulate either the amount of allergic antibody that's available that could potentially exacerbate a child's asthma, as well as some of them work to decrease the amount of eosinophils, which are allergic white blood cells, which oftentimes can be high in children with allergic asthma. Now, do kids ever outgrow asthma, or do they reach a point in life when it becomes less severe? So when children have asthma or reactive airways quite early, sometimes it may become less clinically relevant with time. This is because our lungs are a series of tubes, and the smaller you are, if those become inflamed, the more difficult it is to breathe. And as we grow up, those tubes become larger, so when you wheeze, it may be a little bit less clinically significant. However, you truly never outgrow asthma. The children that have that degree of obstruction with reversibility, which is the definition of asthma, will have some degree of obstruction with reversibility throughout their lives. So it's important to address it and treat it early before that obstruction becomes permanent. Now, since it is 2020, you know I have to ask you, how does COVID-19 affect children with asthma? 
Yeah, that's the hot topic of the year, obviously. So the COVID-19 virus can affect anyone, obviously. It's a terrible virus and particularly worry about people with underlying health conditions. And that includes asthma. If you have any virus, including COVID-19, and you have poorly controlled asthma, certainly you may have worse outcomes, end up in the hospital, and it may be more difficult for you to recover. Doctor, are there different precautions parents should take if they have a child with asthma this flu season when COVID-19 is still a risk? I think the number one precaution is to certainly get the flu shot. That's the number one thing that I would recommend to all of our patients who have asthma of any kind, as well as to anyone in general, because preventing that kind of respiratory illness is going to be important to keeping our lung function in check and keeping our lung health optimal. Beyond that, the things that the CDC are recommending for everyone, things like social distancing, making sure to wear a mask, making sure to always wash your hands, avoiding large group gatherings, those are things that are going to be important for all of us, but particularly important for our patients with asthma because we don't want them to get any viruses, but specifically we don't want them to get the COVID-19 virus this season. Absolutely not. Final question to you, doctor. How can people learn more about the asthma care offered at Miller Children's and Women's? So patients can learn more by visiting millerchildrens.org slash pulmonary. And they can also call to make an appointment. The number is 562-933-8567. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Devlin, for your time and expertise today. We really enjoyed having you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. For more info or to listen to a podcast of this show, please visit memorialcare.org slash podcasts. That's memorialcare.org slash podcasts. That's all for this time. I'm Deborah Howell. Have yourself a terrific day.